Welcome to Mac and Blue, where we introduce you to who is building Arizona, bringing you the people and businesses that shape the landscape around us. From economic development and developers, underwriters and lenders, architects and engineers, to the very builders and suppliers that bring it all together. Now let's join our hosts, Robert Johnson and JJ Levensky, aka Mac and Blue. Thank you for joining us again. I'm Robert Johnson. He's JJ Levinsky. And the man behind the steering wheel is Daryl Robinson, our producer. We didn't do that in time last week, so I apologize. Uh, Daryl is also going to fire the non-industry questions at you um, if he so chooses. What's going on, JJ? Um, what do you think of the sport coat? Um, yeah. Okay, that being said, uh, no, it's actually blue. In other words, it's in actually blue. In other words, just like my face for radio, mm-hmm. I have I have a tire for I have radio. A, I have okay. a radio head, so, okay. yeah. You doing all right? I'm doing great. Crazy, you? crazy week? Yeah. yeah Isn't yeah. everyone here? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yes. beyond crazy. Building Arizona, I'd say it's, yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, well, we are very fortunate today to have two wonderful ladies as our guest. We have Tweet Jacobson, who is a senior project manager at McCarthy Building Companies. And we have Dawn Rogers, who is the executive director at Arizona Masonry Council. Welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Let's start with Tweet. Tweet, tell us a little bit about yourself, the stuff that you didn't tell us beforehand that's public knowledge or can be public knowledge. Sure. I actually met Don at ASU. Oh, I was going to ask if you yes. knew each other previously. We did. Good, thank we did. you. Oh, go down that story. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, I don't, I don't think I'd be here literally without Don because I was at Mesa Community College, um, starting my undergrad, thinking I was going to be an architect, and my credits didn't work out. And Don comes strolling into Mesa and talks about the construction program at ASU, and it. For me, it was perfect. I mean, it was something that I think um, was nostalgic because I grew up with a father who was always very hands-on. So I ended up transferring to ASU, uh, got my undergrad in construction management um, in 2015, and then ended up working for McCarthy. And um, right after, right out of school, um, I did some solar projects, moved into our K-12 education business services unit, and have really been in the ops side of things. So I've mostly been out in the field running projects with the fun teams that I get. So I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. How about you, Dawn? What can you tell us about you, at least that we maybe don't know about you already? (laughs) Well, I actually, I'm a native Arizonan. There's very few of us here. One of the one percenters. Very few. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. More so in construction, which is nice to hear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But native Arizonan, I have left here only for three years and lived in Washington, D.C. for three years. Exactly. The face that you gave, J.J., was perfect. Yeah, for um, those of you that couldn't yes. see that through yeah. the radio. <laughs> yeah, just a think about it. A place to visit is wonderful. A place to live, it's a whole different ballgame. So it was a great experience. I worked for the National Association of Home Builders out there for three years. It's a great experience. I started the Concrete Home Building Council. And then I was, re- I was homesick and I was ready to come home. So I flew back and came back to Arizona and haven't left since. 
Amazing. So the cold was a shock. Cold was nothing. The humidity was oh, miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you and I know oh, yeah. a little bit about humidity Ooh, and yes. coming from Texas. Yeah, it's nasty. And you know nothing about humidity. <laughs> what are you talking about? Or, yeah, humidity. I came from an area where it was 100 degrees and 90% humidity in the summer and 20 below zero in the winter. Yeah, and I see. I, I, but you, you being a native understand this probably better than the rest of it. It gets 40 degrees here. It's freezing. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, you're wearing a jacket, a parka, and, and <laughs> you know, you unless you're unless on. you're on a job site that allows <laughs> shorts, and then everybody will wear shorts. It's ridiculous. That's true. But you but, can put a lot of clothes on for that cold. Yes, yes. that is the truth. Mm-hmm. Totally that is different absolutely in the true. summer. So, yes. okay, let's <laughs> jump into this. Go ahead. No, you go first. Okay. the The obvious reason that we brought you here is that you are women in construction, and we talk building in Arizona. And so I'm going to use one of the questions that you actually put out there or one of the statements and ask this to both of you. We'll start with you first. Okay. Um, why do you believe that the industry benefits to have more women involved? So I, th- I think it took me a while to really figure this out because people always say, well, it's better to have different perspectives. And it is, I think the more that I get to work with teams, um, and I've had very few opportunities to work with a lot of female partners on my projects. But when I do get to work with them, you just see there's a different way that we attack challenges. Um, Absolutely. And that you don't, you don't get in a room just full of males. They, you know, you tend to you tend to just jump right into the problem. And I know, obviously, this doesn't apply to everybody. But for the most part, I think women tend to really dial into the detail. They want to dig for what the the root of the problem is. They want to reach out to the right people, the expertise, and really try to figure it out and get all the people in the room to make that decision. I think that's very unique. And I love that about the women I get to work with. Yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. Dawn? Concur completely, but I think multitaskers oh, yeah. tackle that. These are things I wrote down. I mean, I'm so glad I was <laughs> exactly. on it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's one of the biggest things. Um, being a multitasker, that women bring that to the table mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah, yeah, very good. Talk about um, the one I want to hear most about was the advocacy that you guys have found locally, because I think a lot of our audience w- would love to know, both males and females. Of about what's out there, and one of the main reasons I I know I reached out to you, Don, was because you're so involved in the different advocacy groups. And if you could just spend some time, and then I think it back channels perfectly with your relationship with Tweet about how that started, what's what's working, what isn't working. I mean, we could probably spend an hour on that alone. But if you could just dive into that a little bit, because our our audience is dying for that information. Absolutely, and you're looking at advocacy like support systems. Is that? Well, like kind of what the AWIC asking. and those Perfect. kind of things. Yes. They, they go down that path for Absolutely. everyone. So um, like Tweet said, I was at ASU for a short period at um, the Dell Webb School of Construction Management. And there were a couple programs that helped keep the retention, recruitment and retention. And basically it's bringing a mentorship program together. And it was a scholarship on top of it because as a freshman, you come in, you don't really know what you're doing, right? You're trying to figure out is this what I want? Is this something that actually looks like me? And then you go into a classroom and it's all men dominated by 
all white males, majority mm-hmm. of these students. No, very true. And you walk in there and you're going, what am I doing here? So these programs, we had Advancing Women in Construction, which is the AWIC program. And we would take a, a senior, junior or senior, and mentor a freshman or sophomore with those juniors. And we'd pair them up because they have had an internship. And they would also get some scholarship money. In addition to that, we would have an industry woman be a mentor as well to that, that partnership. In conjunction with the AWIC, we also did advancing minorities in construction. And as I always said with the, the women, I'm like, double dip, go get them all. Because mm-hmm. to have that diversity and to learn, to meet all those different people, and, and it's more money, right? So most of the, So it was just kind of, you find your support system. And you knew if you had the questions, a lot of time as a freshman, you didn't want to ask an industry person right? Is this really for me? Is this something I want to do? You would be more comfortable asking somebody that you saw in class next to you sure. and say, hey, and not even an industry question. It's like, what if I miss this assignment? What is this teacher saying? Mm-hmm. What is this? Very like-minded people. And it made, it forced you to become part of each other. And I think that program to me was a huge, I mean, it, 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 it goes ebbs and flows like right. all groups, right? And we kind of taken that program and just, I was just telling Tweet and I, yesterday we were at a high school and they're saying, okay, let's, let's put a group of women together and have them come talk to, we have 200 women that are trying to figure out where do we go? And they asked for 10 to 12 women in the construction industry, AEC, so the architecture, engineering, construction so I'm, we're bringing women of all different levels and we're talking about empowering yourself through careers and how you get there and that you can do these kind of things and start when they're young. So this is freshmen through seniors. They don't know, no. right? They have no idea. They All they hear is college, 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 or maybe not even that as a freshman, right? So they don't really know where they're going or what's going to happen. And I think that's talking to them early and seeing so when I have Tweet come to that empowering women, wow, I, I kind of look like her. I'm like her. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Or my story is like hers. Much more I relatable. Yeah, so yeah. Let, 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 let's flip it back over to you, Tweet. Did you go down, right down that path that she just described? I did. I actually. So Dawn, she's being super humble, but Dawn was a big part of AWIC when we were there. I know the group of girls that I grew up with in the program we were really involved and Dawn was the biggest, like she was the foundation of that. And she's absolutely right in that it, that is what advocacy is, you know, is being the example for the other female in the program who are newer and they don't quite know. Some of them are undecided. Some of them are, you know, civil thinking they're going to transfer and they see the excitement of the other female in the room. And it's fun, you know, like it's not just, competition. It's about opportunity. And the greatest thing that I think AWIC provide for me and got me where I am today is the the women in the industry that were so interested in staying, being involved with AWIC. It, it was so, I mean, it was such a win-win relationship situation that um, you just got that excitement and engagement. Um, I know one of the women who was involved, um, she actually brought me onto McCarthy. She was a big part of that, Andrea Ramos. I mean, she's is still involved with AWIC and, you know, ad- advocating for women in the industry. And I think that's huge. Coming right out and going to, to McCarthy is impressive. Yeah. 
I mean, it really is impressive. So let, let's peel, let's peel that back. You know, McCarthy, we all know, you know, very large um, firm representing the GC market, but are we seeing the same opportunities in back to the A&E market of, you know, the architecture engineering? Uh, Don, can you speak to that at all? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, they are waiting at the door for these students. Okay. And, and readily available to get them. The engineering department is a little bit different. It's a little bit tougher, especially for some of the schools here. The, the universities here, I think NAU Engineering does a better push of the engineering students, and so does U of A. ASU's engineering program, they don't get the industry in as well. But their construction management does. The construction management mm-hmm. absolutely does. The industry okay. is sitting right there waiting for them. Absolutely. And the architecture community, they're right there in the architecture schools, which is nice. So then are you finding that in the A&E part, are, are you starting to reach out further across state lines then or not? Or doesn't it matter? Yeah, actually, a lot of the students go across state lines because of the companies. They're so large. True. So, and that's, I, that's kind of always my little spiel is if you want to travel the world, get into construction. Yeah. You can yeah, see the world. Point. If there's construction anywhere, you can, you can go see the world. We don't really go across. Las Vegas is a big one, is a big overlapping because of Penta. Mm-hmm. Jeff Arrett was a huge advocate of the ASU construction management. He graduated from there, did a huge scholarship. He actually would follow his students through. I think I had like great stories with those kids. They would He would follow them, give them a scholarship for all four years and have them work during, when they would come back during Impressive. the summer. Huge. What's, what? what's the, I'm sorry, what's the... Um attendance like what's percentage of attendance in, in in your classes how many other women were in the classes with you Tweet. I would say if I had a class of I don't know 25 30 it'd probably be three maybe four women well that 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 is about <laughs> what the industry is showing mm-hmm. um and all going into construction management obviously some of them were actually construction engineering and civil engineering gotcha. because those were all part of the Fulton program mm-hmm. and Dell Webb was underneath Fulton. So sure. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had a personality, they didn't last in civil engineering. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, for all the civil Sorry. engineers. Yeah. You're welcome. Welcome, You're welcome civil engineers. Yes. yes. It's uh, coming out. They well, just, that's they just, they're not listening <laughs> anymore. So let's go, yeah. let's go on. Yeah. What was about that NDA that we were talking about? Yeah, earlier? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, What's cool is you're you're now this many years past that. Do you see it getting? Has it gotten dramatically better? Because now you're on the other end of the spectrum, looking back in and acting as a mentor. Tweet, what what are you trying to do now as a mentor to mitigate the gap that you saw when you were there? Can you speak to that? Well, I think to like a program like AWIC specifically. I remember you know since I've been removed from ASU, it's also gone through its ebbs and flows, like Don said. I think even when COVID happened, the thing is the industry just boomed and there were so many kids getting internships. So they were more focused on class and their internship and not so much on extracurricular. But I don't I Lately, I see that the program is really doing a lot. The AWIC uh, is, is, you know, they're putting themselves out there. They're getting involved. And I love that. But did I answer your question? Well, not really, but. It's okay. still like your information, though, so okay. don't get me wrong. I was just trying to say, like, take your, because what? how many years has it been since you were? Seven years. Okay, so seven. Mm-hmm. Think of when seven years ago, how you were looking up, right? right? And now, seven years later, you're looking down and pulling these other ladies with mm-hmm. you. 
what I was asking was, is what are you doing differently now to, to pull them on the gaps that you saw when you were looking up? Does that make sense? Yes. And, and it's kind of a loaded question. I'm like, I'm asking like, all right, Dawn and Tweet, where are, where's AWIC and the other advocacy groups? What are they seeing as those gaps and what are we doing collectively and what can we do collectively, male, female, and every other label out there for the, the women in diversity in, in construction? So it's kind of a two-part question. Right. Or speak, or go ahead, Dawn. If I, you... Well, and I think um, what's interesting is the experience. So she's been at McCarthy for all seven of those years, right? right? But she knows many of the students. And what I love about what I did in the previous is now I see all my students out and they all have these positions and the stories because they've changed. Not all of them were as successful as Tweet and stayed at the same company for all those years. Some of them have gone to different contracting and there's a reason for it. And there's a reason because you have to find your fit and you have to find your culture. And to me, I think what we we've helped with and I always tell this, everybody who comes and asks, go talk to three other people that have ever worked there. Think of the connections that we have. I mean, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, perfect example. How Go see who ever worked there before. Go ask them a few questions that mean something to you. It may have not have worked for them, but that culture may work for you for a reason. And so to me, I think that's what we help with the industry if um, just to answer questions, because we've been there and there's people that have been there. If I don't know it, guess what? I know somebody who does, mm-hmm. or I know where to go find the answer for this. And to me, I think we all need to be together and be resources for each other as much as possible. Yeah, I, I, that would be my biggest. So one, one thing I was going to think of, like personally, you know, so full disclosure, everyone knows, you know, I own a construction company, commercial you know, we're, we're big enough, but we're also small enough that I don't have internal, you know, I don't have a HR department like McCarthy does that is recruiting the tweets of the world. So I'm still word of mouth or headhunter type stuff. I rarely get headhunters to give me women or diversity resumes. So to me, that's a, that's a gap. And that's kind of what I was getting at is can Mm -hmm. I, from your perspective, what, what is our industry, my industry, what are we doing right and wrong in the, in the, in that capacity? So if you could spend a little time talking about that. Do you do internships? No. Yeah. Internships are huge. Yeah. It's always word of mouth. Mm-hmm. If it's bad, a hundred people hear about it, right? Right. If it's good, mm-hmm. three will hear about it. So it's it's tough if you're not doing the internships and people haven't had that experience and you haven't had that turnover, which is good. Yeah. But the word's not getting out unless somebody's out there doing stuff. But if you have somebody that, sorry. No, that's fine. I, and I'm, I apologize for interrupting, but how does the, like we're a subcontractor, specialty subcontractor, and, and we would certainly be open to, to internships. Speaking for JJ, how do we get the good intern to be interested in the little guy, as opposed to everybody sees the Grant, the McCarthy's, the big D's, all these people that are much larger that's where, you know, it's like, oh, an internship. Yeah, see, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. How do we get them? You got to be there. Oh, yeah. You got to show up at some of these events, these right. advocacies. Mm-hmm. ASU is a tough place because everybody's here in town next to ASU and Del Webb. There's every big contractor's there. NAU, it's a little harder to get to. Hmm. Not every contractor's at the table. but They have some really good students up there. Be there. Yeah. So tell them your story. That's a Mm -hmm. great point right there is that um, in order to, I think that applies to a lot of what, that's what we can do. 
um, we're not putting ourselves in that in that position. Um, duly, now, yeah, duly noted. Yeah, well, no, shame on you. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the old guy generational thing at you because I know you come up again. You're already grinning. So I, I'm an old guy in construction. Old guys in construction. I'm not speaking for myself. I'm gonna speak for every old guy in construction that you've ever sat in a job shack with. Okay. Well, not job every shack. one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or a, a, an office. Well, yeah, we don't know yeah, we all that we we've ever met. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to include Cousin Eddie here. Yeah, exactly. Um, I come from a generation that there's no place for women in construction. It's a man's job. You know, uh, that's not the way that I feel or ever felt. Do you find that today's generation is much more open to women in construction and accepting women in construction? And what kind of things, what have you faced with the old guard? I mean, I think in in general, it just depends on where you go. Honestly, just speaking on experience, you know, the internships that I've held previously before I graduated and went full time. It's it's just the culture of the company. You know, a company like McCarthy is very much they really do promote women in construction and diversity and inclusion and talk about, you know, what can we do to be better? Mm -hmm. Um, But some companies just aren't there. So I think it just depends on where you go. And really it's, I think as far as you, you asked what have in my experience, Mm -hmm. the, the challenges that I've faced, Mm -hmm. definitely I've seen it. You know, I think it's in your head. Like when I was younger and I expected it. Some in some ways, you're right. So when you're younger and you're very green and you're a female, um, and you know you're in the trailer, and if uh, a, a trade guy comes in, a foreman comes in and asks a question to your male intern, right away you're like offended, right? Mm-hmm. But I just think it's it's in your own head. Like you have to get out of the way. You have to get out of your own way and really advocate for yourself and just prove to them that you can do the same job, if not better. And who cares what the old men have to say? If they don't think you're worth it, then boom, whatever. Just <laughs> get out of the way. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, Just Robert's wife and kids have been telling That's them that. That's right. Get out of the way. Okay, speaking of getting They're out of the way. They're probably used to it then. Yeah, they are. Let's jump out here for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. The way we construct is changing. Technology, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, manufacturing, off-site construction, high-velocity construction. These aren't things you would typically associate with construction. They are at Mac Prefab. The way we construct has changed. Welcome to high-velocity construction. Welcome to Mac Prefab. Build with strength. Sustain with steel. All right. Now, uh, thank you, Tweet, for sharing that. Now, listen, we all know that there's the unsaid things here of job, you know, the trailer, the the old guard, new guard, women. Now, I, this is just me. This is the way I've always looked at it. And I, this is what I see now. If you're capable and you're knowledgeable and you're qualified, we don't care what you are. And I think that is a big part of it. Now, you made a face. Do you agree? Don't, I do. Do you? I do. I actually, um, I've been in the industry for almost 26 years okay, now. Okay, so you've seen the good. Different. You've seen the good and the bad. If there's really oh, here I thought bad, she was but, yeah. 26 years old, but that's I pretty good. I appreciate it. I started as a baby. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and I've had that. Mm-hmm. And, and I started in concrete, all the C9s. I ran their apprenticeship program. Yeah, which is a tough one. Tough, it's tough a, group. It, very rough trade. Yeah. And being young, I've been called honey. And oh. there's only so many times you can take that. Yeah. Almost jumped the table a couple times. Ooh. Right? Right. Now we're into construction. <laughs> right. But those were the back in the days where I'm still, you're green. Yeah. And intimidated. And you grow into that. And like you said, just those are the people that you just go, they're never going to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, there's some in the industry that you just know that they're not going to change that way. And you love them for that. And you hate them for it, right? right At the same right. point. But I show I have respect for a lot of those older people for where they've come from. Sure. And I get it. But there's some that there's no reason they should ever be there. Yeah. Be I, saying I things agree. like that. Yeah, and you know, the construction world's tough on the green anyway. Male, female, Absolutely. whoever it is. You know, yep. you show up on a job. I mean, how many of you ever were sent for uh, you know, uh a two by four stretcher or, you know, <laughs> any of those things. I, I was and went and got yeah, it. Go get, the muff, go get the muffler belt and the, yeah, the blinker fluid and the board stretcher. Yeah, that's right? that's kind of comes with the territory. <laughs> Tweets over here laughing like, I remember those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was something else that I saw here that I wanted to ask of you. What are the most important lessons learned? Let's start with you, Tweet. I think it kind of goes into what you were just saying, right? Mm-hmm. Male or female, if you're green, you're still intimidated. hmm I think the biggest lesson is we're all the same. We, as women, we need to stop getting in our own heads and preventing ourselves from moving forward by providing this, the typical excuses, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're going to keep progressing as an industry. We've gotten so much better and I'm so grateful to work at McCarthy because they're so understanding because I have two little kids Mm -hmm. and I never... You know, anytime I'm having a bad day, I'm always in the back of my head. It's because of this. It's because of this. But you know what? It's like everyone has their own challenges, whether or not they their partner works, whether or not, you know, their partner is stay-at-home parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you just have to get out of your own head. And at the end of the day, everyone's too busy to really let that bog you down. So I think... Maybe that's my words of wisdom in the seven years that I've been in this industry, but. Yeah. Boys, girls. I haven't, uh, my oldest is a boy. Mm-hmm. He's three and a half and my youngest will be two. She's a girl um, in two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. You do have little ones. Yeah. It's fun. There's a prime uh, right there. Yeah. So we've only been focused on what I call the general contracting conversation. I'm noticing on our projects that we have much uh, or a lot more women in the trades. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, we all know our, our labor shortage here in the Valley. And especially with all the work that keeps popping up on all of our radars day after day after day, seems like every other day, another billion dollar projects uh, coming to the Valley. Don, you know, you're, you get to see all this through your lens a lot. How much, how much are we focusing, meaning the industry and especially the advocacy groups, how much are we targeting that now versus just going to the general contractors? Huge, huge. And I think um, I think the school counselors are finally getting it, that this college debt is a real thing and that these trade schools are out there, that they're making money and they have no debt at the end. And they're actually learning a skill, becoming a journey, journey man, journey woman, which it's coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of students like I was at a high school yesterday. They don't even know what that means. Apprenticeship or journeyman. They don't know what that meant. And they're starting to again, because I think 
at the state level, they're supporting it. We're having programs in the schools. More and more programs are coming forward. So I think that the word is getting out. Mm -hmm. There's more programs. Build build Arizona. Build Your Future future. Arizona Mm -hmm. is one of those programs that all the different trades, a lot of the subcontractors have come forward. And there's programs, no debt. Come out debt-free and you have Mm -hmm. a skill that is a career. And I think that goes far. So uh, if we go back to tweets early days, are we seeing the community college or the EVITs of, are, are they focusing more on the programs and, and even f- more specifically for women and diversity? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I think because they're federally funded too, state and federally funded, there you go. More dollars, the more diversity. So there's a lot more. And as you go to some of these schools, I, I think you get the kids excited. We go in as a masonry group. I have a full-time employee. All he does is go to high schools and he does hands-on. And some of these women are amazing. They just lay to the line mm-hmm. and they get a whole wall of masonry laid out. Detail-oriented. Detail-oriented. Yes. Beautiful walls. Yeah, spot Beautiful on. walls these girls spot, have. Spot, spot on. So you bring That's up right. this this school, um, the same school that I've been into a, a few times, and I don't mind. It's in uh, Australia Falls High School, Buckeye Unified High School District. I had a gentleman that when I went the very first time said to me, that educators got it wrong for so many years, that for years and years, it was college, 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 college. And he said, unfortunately, we won. And we got it. We turned that tide to where people were going to college. And now we don't have tradespeople. Mm-hmm. This particular school and others, there's another one that I'm getting involved with. They are creating programs for the students that do not want to go to college teaching them how to balance checkbooks and interview, do things like that, that, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, yeah, excellent stuff. And, and I'm going to jump on this real quick just because it ties in very well, because I didn't realize this and I'm really excited. I emailed you about it yesterday, tweet cactus. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. You know what cactus is? Not the little sticky thing. (laughs) Actually I do, but I was just playing along. I think that is the coolest thing to talk about getting them even younger. Right. So tell us about Cactus real quick. Yeah. So Cactus, um, they're actually rebranding. So they're going to soon transition to what's called Trade Up. So, but Cactus, it stands for Careers in Architecture and Construction, Construction Trades and Uplifting Students. Mm-hmm. Right. So what it is, is it's kind of like the ACE Mentorship, where the ACE, ACE Mentorship um goes to the high school level, Cactus goes to the middle school level. So Cactus was, I think- That's amazing. It is. Yeah. Because kids at that age, they don't know that exists. Um, and sometimes parents don't know if they want their kids to know that it exists, right? Yeah, you want to work with your hands, Billy? Right. What's wrong with right. you? Right. Yeah. Like your dad does that, are you sure? Yeah. Um, and look at how he turned out. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't pointing at Robert. Wasn't. Well, you looked at me when you said it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Shot across the bow. Uh, we love you. Yeah. All right, go ahead. But it's great. I think they're in uh, their fourth year. So I'm on the board of Cactus. And um, we've been doing basically a program during the semester where we bring it. I guess every week is a, is a, is a, um, you know, a type of trade that we introduce them to. So whether it's roofing, electrical, framing, mm-hmm. drywall. Mm-hmm. Um, masonry, yes, right? Very good. But you had to get yes. the plug for Dawn. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. um, but we get to basically utilize our partners in the industry, bring them in and they can talk to the students and say, Hey, you you know, this is this where I came from. Like this exists. It's a, it's a career. Um, 
And so it's just getting them excited. You know, it is, it's an after school program, too. So a lot of these oh, kids, you know, they don't have anything else to do. It's great that they're even able to um, be introduced to something like this. But um, honestly, it's just introducing them to the industry. And then hopefully as they move up to the high school level, then they get connected with ACE. And so, how many how many girls are in the class? You know, last um, last semester when I participated, there actually weren't any girls. And it was a really small class, I think because of COVID. Sure. It was still impacted. We had to um, kind of push on the brakes for a little bit. But hopefully we get more girls. Yeah, we need to change that. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, JJ. Oh. You had something great? I wouldn't say great. Remember, it's coming out of my mouth. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought one of the most intriguing things that we did in, like, the pre-work for this this podcast was this question. Can you still be feminine and be in construction? Oh, see, I my wife and I got in a conversation this past weekend, and I'm like, I'm so apprehensive. I said, what can I say and not say? I don't want to come off as being this bad guy. And when I saw your questions, I'm like, oh, pulled the Band-Aid off yeah, of that. Yeah, that, that was, was your great. question. All but right. there are things, and that's a great. So, But there are things, there are traits that women have that right. make them better suited for some things than men. Yes, absolutely. Anyway. Well, so I pose it again. Don, let's start with you. Can you still be feminine being construction? Absolutely. Never lose that femininity. Yeah. That's always been, I get that question all the time. Right. Absolutely. Don't lose that. You're going to have to grow some thick skin. Yeah. Not everybody's going to make it in construction industry. Not every woman's going to make it. It is, it's a man's world out there. Mm-hmm. And we, we know that. And not everybody's going to make it. But don't ever lose that. And that's what I've told everybody. And if you're not learning every day, something's wrong. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Ask those questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. That's what we do well. But men do as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but no, why right. would you lose that? that is that going to change the way you work? Is that going to change anything that you're doing or what you're learning? Right. I think that's a lot of a lot of people ask that question. And then they also ask, they get out of school and they're like, am I allowed to ask questions? Oh, of course. So are you yeah. kidding me? They're, if you can't ask a question, yeah. you're yeah, done. You're right? in the wrong place. You, yeah. you are yes. done. And if somebody turns around and won't answer a question, right. never talk to that person. Yeah. Turn yeah. around and find the next person. Because if they're done trying to teach, mm-hmm. where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a big deal in this industry. And yeah. very opening. Very open. What about you, Tweet? Well, and like what you were saying is that's the one piece of advice I always give. And like, you know, when I go to an ASU event or whatever, or I'm or I'm in an interview with someone at ASU, they'll always ask, like, what's a piece of advice you have for me? I'd say never stop asking questions, because when you are that young, you can get away with it. Hmm, But if you pretend like, you know, everything when you're young and you as you grow in your career and you want to ask questions now, it gets hard. Right. So. But I mean, as far as being feminine, like, why not? I think when I was younger, I was in my career, I was more scared to be feminine. Like I was, you know, but I I know, I don't know. I'm not a super like girly girl in general, Mm -hmm. but why not? Like, as long as it doesn't distract from your job, you know, I told my daughters, I have two daughters um, and I told them early on in their life that if they would understand one thing in life, they would be perfect. And that's that men are pigs. And they were like, they look at me funny. I said, if you'll get it someday, men are pigs. If you'll understand that now, it taints everything. And so, yeah, I, it, you I can love it. Certainly, still. I play. I play off of that all the time at my job sites. I mean, like we just make fun of like how some of my male coworkers are disgusting, and like yeah. 
No, it's, it's a good thing we're in the trailer. Men are, <laughs> you should come to my office. All my women are the ones that are rude. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever. Like, yeah. They're right. listening too. Sounds like a good yeah, time. Of course they are. <laughs> yeah. They know I love them. Yeah. But they, they, they rule the, they rule the, 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 the whole front too. Yeah. yeah. So here's the question I've been. This kind of gets a little deep, but just bear with me here. So Tweet, you talked about how your father was kind of an inspiration, right? Yes. You said hands-on, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. And I look at the generational influence of construction, everyone that went into it. You can go back and look at even ethnicity, you know, how are, are the early people to the uh, to America were predominantly the, you know, Germans and certain parts of Europe that were more trades-driven, right? And so then it became, you know, you always hear the story about um, like the Irish and um, uh, Italian New York firefighters. Almost the same thing that's happened systematically in construction. What I'm curious to, 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 to approach here is, has technology and that construction has become so IT specific, has that really mitigated the whole gender thing in construction? And if so, how? In other words, I look at Tweet's generation versus when I went to construction management school 8 million years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee ever, just about everyone in my program, we had a father, an uncle, a brother, something that we, we grew up in the trades and we went to construction management school. Her, your story tells me different. And what I'm wondering if we as an industry or how you guys see it as, again, through the women in advocacy programs, how can we leverage the technology piece and the inspiration of what construction stands for instead of just working with your hands? So, so how does that look through what you are doing behind the scenes, Dawn? I think that helps our industry. When we show what's new, and Correct. the technology. We're slow to change. You guys know. Construction is probably mm. the slowest oh, to we're change. Petri- so we're horrible. Really petrified of absolutely. Change. Absolutely. So to be able to, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the exoskeleton that's out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Guilty's, guilty's um, actually, it's it's from a different, Fraco is a different one that did it for Fraco. the military. And it goes oh, yes, for I have. The, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And they actually have made it for the masonry industry. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to bring it to our high schools because... It's technology. Yeah, We've come a different mind. level, oh, right? Yeah. And we have the mule that helps lay the block. It's a whole different technology. That's going to help in the recruiting for those kids that all they, they grew up with a phone in their hand right. or a tablet in their hand. Who's programming the 3D printer? Who's Exactly. Yeah. And, and so I think that has changed a lot mm-hmm. because of our technology that I think we can get better, different, mm-hmm. the diversity. So, yeah, yeah I agree. I definitely agree that that has brought us to a whole different level. But at the same time, think of our the tradesmen that are still with us. I have a lot of people. I actually, I mean, you have all those different systems where you put drawings on. They want to have that paper still, right? There's a lot of have, paper, paper They love still. the paper, yeah. especially my subs. I mean, that's a big deal to have that paper to make that transition because there's a big gap. We have a big generation gap that we missed, right, during mm-hmm. our big down we don't mm-hmm. talk about those days but yep. that big generation gap mm-hmm. these guys don't really like those tablets they would love to have the blackberry or the flip phone still mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but those drawings some are turning and they're excited mm-hmm. and they they will they will accept it yeah but not all of them not all of them i'm sure you see a lot of your trades people going i do where are the drawings where's the new drawing i do <laughs> but i the younger generation loves to teach them too, and you you oh, see that, that gives connection. You a power there. It oh, does. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, I'm better than you. Yeah, that is. Oh, <laughs> oh that is solid. Okay, nice. let's let's jump out for let's jump out for a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. 
There comes a time when dreams become a reality, when you see your vision materialize into a true work of art. And the only way to get there is to choose a general contractor who shares that same vision and knows how to bring it to life. At Blue Wave, we aren't so big that we've forgotten where we've come from, and we aren't so small that we can't care for your projects regardless of their size. When your vision deserves safety, perfection, timeliness, and expertise in order to become a reality, trust Blue Wave to get it done right the first time. Now, I'm not that technical guy. <laughs> He's that technical guy. That won't accept it or will? That, oh, he will. Okay. He will. Oh, so, no, I'm yeah, he's 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 full blown tech. You'll understand. You'll learn as you listen. There's a smart and a dumb one here. Okay, he's a smart one. I'm the dumb it. one, but it works. Okay, so the technical aspect of it that you you've touched on, that's that's a that's a place that women can excel, I believe, and bring some power to that piece. I don't know. How about you, Mr. Tech Guy? What do you think about that? Oh, I I see it. I see it firsthand in who we work with right now. Uh, and I'll bring up one word that I see consistently where the women are crushing the men. It's called patience. Uh, not even close. There are so many that I wrote down. I'm not going to mention. But, it, it's just, it goes on and on and on where women beat men out in this. But in, in, in the leveraging of technology, the patience that women have has, I, I think that's going to be the, the turning point of, of where we're going. And I could spend a whole program just on talking about how I think. You're Darlene. Yeah, the, te the technology just in our industry and how, back to what I was kind of prepping you for, Don, about, you know, the billions and billions that just keep coming to the valley. If we don't, if we don't leverage that weather, you know, this isn't a woman conversation. This is, this is an industry paradigm mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. But again, with more women coming in, the diversity and the mindset that they have around the patients and all the soft skills that men typically come out of the womb not having, that's what we desperately need. So I'm looking for, well, I'm looking for, but I'm also asking you guys questions of, let, let's start, you know, in the second or in the last trimester of this podcast, where can we go uh, in the future? Like, I'm sure you guys have some ideas. So let's put on the utopian dream hat right now and go, where, where can we go? So Don, I'm sure you've had ideas of like, what can we do better? What, what, you know, what groups need to do a better job? This is like our, our public announcement of let's go get it done. So I'm giving you the mic and the moniker monitor to go. All right. This is the ask. All right. Not wow. to put you on the spot, I, but right. <laughs> we, we need think, more Masons. We need more Masons. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell our story better. That is one thing we just don't do well. There are, it's, we have amazing people in this industry. We do amazing things. Mm -hmm. You leave a project and that project will outlive you, most of these people. And you can come back and say, that's what we did. We built that. We don't tell our story well enough of what's there. Everybody thinks of construction and they think dirty, grimy. What are they doing, right? right. There's so much more to it in telling the story. So this cactus, the AWICS, the community colleges, the apprenticeship programs, we just need to infiltrate all these programs and get the people there. I mean, I made one call yesterday to get 12 women to one high school. Happened like that. They're ready to go. Mm -hmm. We need more of that. We need the ability to say, go and tell these kids. Have that one-on-one -on -one talk. Let them ask these questions because they're curious. 
but it's intimidating for you them to come up and talk to somebody like us or somebody like yourself. You go into a high school, they're going to look at you. You're an old guy, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to go, I, I have nothing to, in common. I have nothing to say to him. You show them something in technology and ask them, mm-hmm. show me what you think of this. Have them show you something. Just like Tweet said, let them show you something how to do. Get them excited about our industry. Like we, we're all excited about it. That's why we're talking about Correct. it. Tell our story better and get the word out there. Um, I, I think that's the biggest thing I can say. I mean, there is getting out and telling our story. We just don't do it well enough. Yeah, I agree. I, I apologize to Daryl. Daryl, do you want to ask your question? You want me to ask your question? This came up earlier. You mentioned this and we just want to touch on it. You use the word journeyman or journey woman. What is that, JJ? What is a journeyman? To me, it's defined as someone that's on the journey to to the master of whatever they're trying to do. The master hood, if that's even a word. Yeah, sure. The mastery of a skill, a trait. Right. So uh, Arizona's not a big union state. Right. Um, apprenticeship, you know, uh, which is in the trades used to be that you, that's where you would go and you'd learn. They have classes that you could go into. And, and as an apprentice, you were the green one. Uh, air quotes for those who can't see. And um, a journeyman is somebody that is an experienced person. They know it all. You know, they're a journeyman. They've they've got it mastered. I apologize to Daryl. He wrote that down for me to ask that question. Daryl brings up the questions from the things that we say that the lay people out in the field don't know. So, yeah. So yeah, that's a graduate of a program. There you go. They graduate with the master skill of whatever that program is. Yeah. yeah Our that's apprentice, we have a three-year program for masonry. I think the electricians have a five-year program. So after that five years, they graduate as a journeyman and they have a oh, card, I'm so glad a you journeyman card, and they. Yeah, much better. And, and can they use that card in other states, or does it state to state? What is it? What is that like? It is a national. It's federally. It's federally certified, so it's wherever you go in the U.S., you stand behind that, and you have so many hours in the field. They call Perfect. it on-the-job training, and in the classroom. So there's so many hours that you have to complete that the federal and state have certified you. And that's when you get your journeyman's card. So you can go anywhere in the U.S. with that. And each step up is more pay. More pay. So, yeah. yeah. Great question, Daryl. And I do apologize. That is fun. So pet peeves. Biggest pet peeve about women. <laughs> yeah. She put Honey. this down. So you probably got some. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait oh, a second. Daryl. Daryl, wow. you are bringing it. <laughs> Is money one of the pet peeves? Do you see? Do you do you see large disparity? Do you, Did say, you money? say money or honey? Money. honey. He said honey. honey. He said honey. He said honey. Yeah. Oh, I thought oh. you said money. Yeah. But yes. Daryl, that's <laughs> even better. I, I thought you said money. This said is money. an old guy hearing here. <laughs> how, how about both of them? Money yeah. and both honey. Yeah, honey yeah. is the pet peeve. I would agree. Never honey. ever say honey, or my girls. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Yes, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. What? My biggest pet peeve and. Tweet and I have talked about this with women in the industry going against each other. We need to be our own support. Mm-hmm. And I have seen it way too often that they feel like they have to compete with each other. And it's not everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and my big thing, one of the things I learned was you find your tribe and you know oh. that is your team. Yeah, that's that's cool. your people that you can go to and you trust. And I, I told Tweet this the other day, uh, the older I get, the smaller my tribe gets. 
but you learn. That's true. You figure it out, right? No, that is I, true. Yes, it is. I, I mean, it's true in life. It's true with your mm-hmm. friends and your close friends, and and it's the same in this industry. And so I, I think my the biggest, I, that is my biggest pet peeve is that we just don't us women need to pull each other up and support each other and be able be open and say mm-hmm. ask me those questions, right? I mean, you could see if a woman's gonna have a breakdown and gonna strangle somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Grab them, pull them aside, let's get out of this situation, right? more women go out against and are fighting each other. And I, to me, we got to have more camaraderie within this. It, it, it's ridiculous yeah. when I see it. I get it. Tweet, what's your spin on that? Well, it's funny because you can't, it's not a, a pet peeve for me necessarily, but you did it earlier. Mm-hmm. You said something like, I don't want to offend you or. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. And like it, it, that really is not, it does rub me the wrong way, but sometimes I'm like, okay, just get on with what you're going to say. Cause I hear that a lot. And it's the feeling uncomfortable, the feeling, the need to explain yourself, you know, the explain right. your uncomfortableness. Yeah. And Man, I that's so, it. that's awesome. That, I, really I, that, awesome. that was really good. No, that is, re- no, that is really I feel good. like we can wrap this up right now. Yeah, <laughs> we just, we just, we, went we can to talk, we can talk another hour and, and do, I uh, thank you. Cause that is something that I get said to me a lot and, and I, not I, sorry oh go ahead Please. i was gonna say not i mean so maybe some women do get um offended so it's great that you're empathetic and you can mm-hmm. recognize that and be politically correct but i think a lot of women are like yeah we've heard it all yeah. <laughs> we share a trailer we share a bathroom with the men so it's yeah it, we're good so excellent Carol. <laughs> and i i think the the second part to that is is you have to, I think, for women, men, you know, whatever it is, you have to be okay with people being ignorant. I guess that's Absolutely. the word. You have to be okay yes. with that. So when someone comes at you, you know, when Robert said, you know, for the older generation, they don't always think the same way as a new generation is thinking, but they have like an old, older person's mindset in construction, right? So if they, add, if they say, you know, something like, as Robert said, you know, not to offend you, maybe you just like have to be open to saying, hey, well, Here's how I feel about that. And I so I think to Don's point, people got to be willing to speak up. Right. Yeah. Excellent. So, Dara, where'd you put my walker? I mean, man, this has turned into it's like part, Robert, part, the old guy. Hey, yeah. It's right behind your quad focals. Yeah. The the old guy. Yeah, it's great. Uh, all right. What do you what what do you still love about construction? The people. That's why I will never change industries. And I and I I always tell stories that I have sat sat next to multimillionaires, mm-hmm. had no idea who they were. And they're telling stories just like I'm having a conversation like we are now, until they tell me who they are. And especially when I was young and they tell me, I go, Oh my God, what did I just say to this person? I know who he is, or I know who she is, and I would freak out. Now it's like everybody's out to help each other. Mm-hmm. People think this is a rough group. It really isn't. I mean, I, it really is a good community of people. It's a small community here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. It may seem enormous because of all the work that's going on. Mm-hmm. It is really a small community. So watch out who you talk, talk about or who you yeah. ever offend, right? Mm-hmm. Full circle, it comes back. But I, I think it's about the people. I, I, there are way worse industries than we could be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. But it is fun to build stuff, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I, to go back, even just curb and gutter, 
is exciting, right? Spoken like a true CNM person, right? You do, you do point stuff out, don't yeah. you? You're driving some. See, right. you know, I'm an old ceiling grid guy, so if oh. I walk into a fries or something, you know, I'm always I got one eye closed. I'm making sure it's not, you know, uh, you do it, don't you? Yeah. You see yep. things and tell people, yeah. oh, I did that. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell you how many times they're like, JJ, please. Everywhere you're always looking at a restaurant, you're looking up going, wonder how they did that interstitial space mm-hmm. so fast, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And they're like, mm-hmm. what are you, a construction geek? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's what we live for. It I was, really is. I was Absolutely. thinking back to your story earlier about, you know, those legacy moments that all of us in construction have. And I was thinking, how cool would it be? I'm, I'm going down the air quotes again. Yeah, daddy's really proud that he built that. Now it'd be, oh, cool. That's what mommy built. You know, oh, I, no. yeah. I do think there's some there's some really cool things uh to look forward to. Big time. Pet peeves, we covered. Oh uh, well, no. What was it you just I, asked? Well, we didn't go to tweet on yeah. like what still just gets Get you so excited about construction. I would say same. I love I mean, for the people who just really, really live for this and um they appreciate the relationship aspect of it the people are such a big part of it, you know, from like my younger years in my career, um, being out there and building relationships with the foreman and them getting excited, excited and wanting to teach you. It's like that moment that you're just like, yes, this is where I belong. Like, I love doing this no matter how hard some of the, like four days out of the week gets tough. Right. But you get that one day and you realize the people really bake it. And, um, the older I get and the more projects I get to be involved in, then you see outside of just the project itself. And it's like your design team and how 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 important it is to really help bring their vision to life. It's just all the people connect. It's like this puzzle. And to really figure that out and see the benefit that everyone has in that, I think that's that's the best part. Yeah, very, very, very good. How can people get a hold of you? Um, I would say they have questions. Yeah. Um, Dawn, shaking shaking your head no is not an acceptable. Uh, For anybody that would maybe have a question for something that they heard about today or maybe one of these advocacy groups, um, how can they get a hold of you? You can always reach out to JJ and I, and we'll be glad to connect um, or pass on anything that we can for you guys. But is there there something or some way that you'd like people to to be able to get a hold of you? I would say LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. And we'll okay. put we'll put all the links I'm with Mac and yeah. Blue. Yep. So it's with to t- both Tweet and, and, and Dawn. And um, uh, do we have time, Daryl, for another question or not? The one I was going to ask was okay for both of you. We'll take one at a time. For any listener or watcher out there that either is a woman, or you know, let's say it's a husband who's what he knows his wife wants their girlfriend or whatever spouse partner or whatever is dying to get into construction, or they have a daughter or whatever. What can they do starting right now as a woman? What, give a couple steps or advice that they can do to get into construction as a, as a female. I'd love to talk to them. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Let's yeah. talk to them. Let's connect them to the right person. Um, I mean, if you see Don's face on all the milk cartons tomorrow, it's not the FBI. <laughs> it's our recruitment policy. That's, that's, right. That's, right. that's right. That's right. She wants to talk to you. <laughs> exactly. We, I, yeah. it really is, is reach out. I'd say go to a job site, but. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy to go and right. just walk on a job site when you're not right. prepared with all the PPE. But one of the programs, one of the trades, we're more than happy. I talked to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. 
I, we can get any information. And somebody can reach out to I, us. I think, we can get everything. I think she brings up a really good point. This doesn't have to be a law. This isn't a large. There's only one spot to go. Right? Correct. If someone knocks on my door, which they do all the time, mostly mm-hmm. selling stuff, but a lot of times looking mm-hmm. for advice, we give it, right? Mm-hmm. I can think of up to McCarthy's office. You know, when people walk in and they're going to give advice. Think of every trade, every supplier, everyone that's related to construction. We're all giving advice right now. You know why? Because none of us can fulfill the needs already. So we're typically paying it forward. So if there was ever a time to holistically pay it forward, now is that time. Would you agree? Absolutely. I would right. Agree. So I, th- I think it even goes deeper than that, Don, is they can literally ask anyone. Mm-hmm. I think the purpose of today's thing was to give everyone the inspiration to go, there are no barriers. Um, the only barrier is your, is your mindset against it. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Okay. Do, we, do you want to add nicely. on anything? No, I think she nailed it. I mean, we're such a small community of women that it's like if you came to me and you wanted a piece of advice, I would know exactly who or could get you that information if I couldn't give it to you. I mean, I've had one of my really good friends that um, is on the board of the ASU alumni program. She's got a female partner that works with her who just had a kid. I don't know her. I've never met her before, but she called me up and was like, Hey, so-and-so gave me your number. And we just chatted for an hour. I gave her advice. So I would say, don't be afraid to just reach out. Excellent. Yeah. Huge advocates. So man, we are going to have to have these ladies back for part two someday. (laughs) Yeah. We, we, you know, this went by way too fast for us. I know it probably seems like four hours for you, but this really, (laughs) especially with us old curmudgeons. Yeah. The old guy here. Yeah. Uh, What's your name again? Thank you very much. Thank you. Really, thank you for thank being you. with us today. Uh, JJ, I'll see you next time. Do you have something else you want to say? No, I just, I just, I've always, it was funny because when we were planning out some of our guests, I think this came up as one of our highlighted ones. It was like, hey, we want to get this on the air right now because of the state of our, you know, economy and environment in Phoenix. And it's, of course, I didn't know you tweet, but I knew Dawn in the past. And so I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. So I just can't thank you enough. And yeah, let's keep this dialogue going. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Mac and Blue Show, brought to you by Mac Prefab and Blue Wave General Contracting. Be sure to subscribe to the Mac and Blue Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow Robert Johnson and JJ Levensky on LinkedIn and Instagram. And tune in live every first and third Thursday at 3 p.m. as we continue to introduce you to the people building Arizona. Walt Disney said, you can dream, create, design, and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it requires people to make the dream a reality. Until next time, make it a great day.